All right, this will be a segment two, take one, uh, with Champagne Patrick Reno. 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 Hey, this is Christopher Chan. Uh, hey, this is Christopher Chan, your host of Happy Hour Radio, and I am back uh, deep, knee deep, actually thigh deep into the great bubbles of champagne, and I have the pleasure of, of meeting uh, Stefan Reno, who is uh, the proprietor and uh, winemaker for Champagne Patrick Reno. I think, believe Patrick was his father, but I'm going to say, Stefan, welcome to Happy Hour. I'm very happy to be here and to present our champagne in Seattle. It's a beautiful city. I am sure that every people can love my champagne. Oh, this is such a treat to have um, what we call the, uh, uh, we're part of a program called the Le Champagne and des Vignerons, and uh, that means the champagne makers and the growers, which is cool. So um, you are a Rakuton Manipulant. You grow all of your grapes or do you purchase some grapes as well? Yeah, we produce grapes, we sell some grapes for Bicar Salmon, so beautiful champagne. And after we make a beautiful champagne, just Chardonnay with our grapes. And we try to make very traditional work in the one yards and in the wine. Okay, and uh, Champagne Patrick Renault is in, uh, located in a very, very famous town, if you're a sommelier geek like me. Uh, tell us where you're located and when were you founded? So, Champagne, it's in Champagne Patrick Renault, we are just in Le Ménil-sur-Roger very famous town in Champagne. We make just Chardonnay with beautiful hill chalk and we <laughs> That's good. So Le Menil de Auger is, so Auger is the town, right? There's a separate town called Auger yeah, it's in Ori. Yeah, it's two small villages. In fact, you have Le Mille sur and Auger, two very famous Chardonnay terroir. Yes, and of course we're talking about the Kimmeridgean clay, the uh, the limestone chalk, the calcareous. Uh, um, it's all seashells that have been just compressed and compressed, which run from the cliffs of Dover to uh, through the Silex uh, and uh, region of Loire as well as Champagne. So, how many champagnes do you produce? We do two. So 25,000 bottles per year around and we have 4 hectares so we try to work with environmental friendly work. We don't use chemical products, we plow holes uh, one yard, we try to be organic and we do some biodynamic preparation. So we try to be a very environmental friendly champagne. Excellent. And so when you're talking about biodynamic, of course, those are very, very strict um, rules and regulations uh, proffered by uh, the Demeter Association. And um, have you always been sustainably, I mean, champagne's gone through a renaissance over the last 50 years. In the old days, they did did some some weird things by putting in garbage and trying to help the soil but um, how long have you been following this organic or biodynamic movement so we start since five years so it's very quite young but we need to change at one time and uh, I am sure that uh, in we have a new champagne with this uh, new work in perhaps five years because it's very long to make good champagne. You know, when you make vinification, you need to wait five, six, or seven years to have champagne. 
Well, let's talk about some of the uh, expressions of champagne you produce. Um, I see four bottles here today, and this, these are the four that you do produce. So, the typicity of champagne, so we have very finest champagne, we don't have a lot of uh, big uh, flavor, we have a lot of finesse, minerality inside and we want to keep this minerality because uh, in your mouth when you have beautiful minerality you hold the flavor keep in your mouth a long time ago and that's why we have very finest champagne and very a lot of people want this type of champagne because it's very hazy drinking and for aperitif it's just the best. Easy drinking. Well, um, I was pretty sure my sweetheart thinks that all bubbles are easy drinking. And, um, you know, one of the, the most famous wines or wineries or champagne houses um, produce a couple of uh, expressions of single vineyard Le Menil. And you've, Le Menil sur Auger is both a town and a vineyard, is that correct? Yeah, it's uh, in it's very specific vi village in, uh, in all the Côte des Blancs and a lot of people and a lot of big house of Champagne want, want to have uh, some grab from this village because we have a lot of beautiful grabs and it's very easy to make a beautiful Champagne with this type of grab. No, I like how when it's easy to make it all. <laughs> so um, you have uh, sh obviously 100% Chardonnays here, um, but I selected this wine. The, the last wine you poured me is called uh, the Pats de Corregno Grand Cru Reserve 2008 Le Menil Sur Auger. Um, let's talk about this wine only because I still have it in my glass and it's absolutely fantastic. I find that it's round, it has a beautiful apple um, and citrus, Meyer lemon, toast, brioche. Um, 2008, was that a declared vintage throughout Champagne? Yeah, I think that 2008 was one of the beautiful Champagne since 20 years ago. Very, we have a lot of sugar and good equilibrium between sugar and acidity during the harvest. So that's why we can make a beautiful and brilliant vintage at this time. So in this one, we put 30% of Pinot Noir. That's why you have a little bit of a fruity sensation in the in the champagne. And the, and the Pinot Noir is something you per, yeah. you purchase, correct? So this one comes from Ambonnet because in Lamy Le we don't have Pinot Noir. That's right. And we need to exchange with another another wine grower to have some Pinot Noir. It's very important to to have some different type of champagne in our game. Excellent. Of course, um, as perhaps our listeners may not know, the, the most prominent grapes in Champagne are Meunier, Pinot Noir, and of course Chardonnay. But there are three other grape varieties that are permitted within uh, the Champagne AOC. And I won't bore you with those uh, those names, but uh, Petit Tarvin, um, Pinot Gris, and Arban, Pinot Petit Blanc. Meunier, Pinot Blanc. Yes, okay, so there you go. I figured I'd better show you that I know something out there. Um, have you produced a vintage champagne in the past few years, like I think 05, 06? Was 07 declared? So, uh, like I'm young, I just started in 2008 to work with my father. Uh, at the start, I don't make uh, whole vinification, so, and my father helped me now to make vinification because it's very, we need to, to have not just one. Uh, 
one degustation to make vinification. It's important to speak and to know what we want to do. But after, yeah, we, we put another vintage before in 2004 and 2002. It's a just a beautiful vintage. Oh, so 2002 and 2004 were the previous declared vintages for Champagne, Pate Grenio. No, no, sorry, I don't know. Oh, so oh. The next, the next uh, how many vintages have you declared for a house? For moment, we oui, for you, you have just 2007 and 2008, and okay. after we have uh, some 2010 and 2013. Excellent. And 2014 and five, we don't know. Not yet. You don't know yet. Perhaps. <laughs> and your production here seems very limited. Uh, was it 25,000 bottles? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's very small production, and we have different type of champagne. So we can't uh, work with some supermarket or a lot of this one. It's a very typical champagne for uh, knowing people. And if you love wine, normally you love this type of champagne. Well, I do love wine, and I love spirits, and cocktails, and beer, and food, and um, I'm really smitten with the uh, 2008 Reserve Grand Cru. You call it Reserve. Is there something extra that you, um, how you manipulate this wine? Is there some barrel age? Is there, um, uh, how much time on the lees? So this one, uh, we so we sell some Pinot Noir to to do it, to do it, and we sell some wine in Pinot Noir. So after we make blend. And the Chardonnay come from our one yard and come from our whole area one yard, more 60 years. So this one, it's a very specific grabs because we have a lot of concentration inside, not a lot of acidity. And for the vinification, we'll, it's vinification on the yeast. So we don't uh, remove the yeast and uh, we make a bottling in March or April. So this wine stay on the yeast during uh, seven, eight months, and this the, this vinification gives some gives some profound flavor and some fat aromat in uh, in the wine. So during fermentation, obviously, you uh, the wine is bubbling away. The yeast are creating alcohol, so the yeast is in there. But for the Grand Cru 2008, it, it's a minimum of 36 months, correct? Yeah, drill minimum that. Our non-vintage champagne are more 36 months. Oh, interesting. So it's uh, in our one yard, we have a lot of acidity uh, on the grab, and we need to wait a long time ago in the cellar, because in the cellar, the acidity goes down very low and give a lot of uh, specific flavor and a lot of structure at the champagne. So we need to wait. Uh, we, need to. we will serve no time or no wine before it's time. Gotta got get that right, Chris. Uh, well, Stéphane Renaud uh, with uh, Champagne uh, Renault in uh, the great town of Le Menil sur Merci beaucoup and bienvenue à uh, Seattle. Thanks. Very nice to meet you. Enchanté. Yeah, it's great. Good, 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 good.